G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. So many amazing things to talk about and you might be on the road right now. Perhaps you are a grey nomad, someone who's got to retirement years and thought the thing to do in your retirement years is to buy a caravan and to hit the trail and do a lap of the nation. And so many people do that, and it's oftentimes a fun and exciting, fulfilling activity. For others, though, there are some challenging situations that they're actually running away from, trying to have a fresh start, turning over a new leaf. Well, let's have a chat about Grey Nomads with someone who has quite significant experience in caravan parks and uh, what they call freebies around the nation. Liz Howland from Ray of Hope Ministries back with us. Hello, Liz. Welcome back to 2020. Hi, Neil. Liz, let's talk about grey nomads for a few moments. Uh, Lots of people travelling around Australia at any one time. There might be thousands out on the roads and you come across a lot of grey nomads and some of them have some particular challenges uh, when you meet them. What's the biggest issue that you think that grey nomads sometimes carry with them on their adventures? Well, one of the things I've noticed over the previous 14 years that I've been uh, uh, operating as Ray of Hope Ministries, I was astonished to find how many people travelling and caravanning are actually running away from deep grief. They feel that a holiday in the outback or will be part of the healing process. They are actually trying to heal as best they know how, from losing a child, um, losing someone, death by misadventure, especially premature death of children. I've come across it so often. And just in conversation over a meal table, these people will open up their hearts and tell me about their tragedies. And so as well as the, the ministry to the bush people, it is very much part of the people I meet that are actually grey nomads and that are travelling and that can't make sense of some of the things that have happened. Often there'll be widows and widowers that are out there running away, trying to get rid of the pain that's deep in their heart. And if there's one thing that drives me with compassion, it is seeing grief in a human heart because I've experienced a lot of grief myself. If I could just help them uh, be free of that, that really makes my... Life worthwhile. What comes to mind as I hear you reflecting on that is that someone gets to retirement years and supposing they're in their mid-60s, let's just pick that age, and this idea that's perhaps been building up over time of getting a caravan and hitting the open road and this idea of freedom. Well, at this particular age where you've seen some of life's experiences, uh, you carry a little extra wisdom And you also have lost family members. It might be an older, aging parent uh, who might have been in their 80s or 90s and they've died. And uh, it might be that they've gone through a divorce or some sort of family breakdown. Because when you are in those mid-60s years, undoubtedly 
you've picked up a whole lot of things along the way and there's baggage that you're carrying. Mm. Do you find that comes out on the Grey Nomad adventure? It's absolutely astonishing, really, just from a simple conversation, a listening ear across a dinner table, how people open up. And uh, you just mentioned divorce. That is probably one of the greatest uh, uh, pain, the greatest pain any human being can experience. And I understand that. And um, so losing loved ones, divorce, loss of family members, even loss of a dream, loss of... um, a vision that you had once held dear as a young couple and it didn't come to fruition, um, you might feel a failure because you haven't achieved everything that you thought you would as a young person. It's just a listening ear and the love of God unlocks these hearts. And I carry specific materials, in particular a book called When Grief Leaves the Dictionary and Comes Into Your Home, which specifically speaks about people who have uh, lost children prematurely. Liz, take us into one of these conversations. It's amazing how these conversations can evolve over a meal. And there you are with friends. Uh, In some sense, if you're having a great time, you are quite disarmed and you begin to share those deeper issues that are going on within. How do you then minister into the situation as a minister of the gospel, someone who wants to bring some level of healing because of the heart of God in all of this? How do you actually introduce that into a conversation about grief and the challenges that grey nomads have been facing? Well, often the conversation will start over a meal and just asking questions and um, just have that, as I say, that listening ear and the anointing, the presence of God somehow comes on me and people, I've had people share this story with me at a telemachine, what a bad day they're planning on having and I've been able to share with them. Something just unlocks and I just don't take that lightly. I take that as a wonderful privilege of God to be that one that people feel safe to share their hearts with. And so it might start over across that meal table with harmless conversation but then they'll corner me at the amenities block and say, you know that conversation we had over lunch, we we lost our son um, 18 months ago and we're still reeling from that and uh, it was death by misadventure and we just can't reconcile that or come to terms with that. And so then we'll find a quiet place and then whatever God does, he does. They pour their hearts out and then I pray into that situation and I can put that book, uh, When Grief Leaves a Dictionary, uh in their hand because it's a hundred do's and don'ts for grievers and helpers written by a man who lost his only daughter. So it's a very practical book. So it's not just for them, but it's a tool that can multiply. I imagine that there are going to be times when you come across people who are happy to wallow in their grief. They don't even really know what the grief is. They just know that they don't feel good about things. Uh, They're actually angry or Uh, They've got rifts in their family because of things that have grown up around other members of the family dealing with their own grief. When you're in those conversations, uh, bringing a biblical response, uh, a message of the gospel, the good news, how does that look when you say that supernatural things happen when you pray and then God is brought into the situation and healing begins? Well, I always come from the position that. I wouldn't be healed except for Jesus. I'm healed. God's healed me. He's set me free from the pain of guilt, shame, um, loss of many kinds. 
Um, and I guess that drives me with pa- a passion to offer this, just to offer it, not to command it, but to offer what I've learned to others and, and it makes it very receivable. Okay, so you're in a caravan park, mm-hmm. a remote community, or you're beside a creek. Uh, sometimes they're called freebies. Uh, mm-hmm. People talk about when they're doing the grey nomad thing, they're doing a lap of the nation, and you've got a perhaps a campfire, or there's just a gathering at the end of the day, people getting together to have a cold drink. Uh, this is where those sorts of relationships and the conversations really get started. That's where they start, yes. And you've found that this is actually something that's common. People are carrying these things. I No doubt they're having conversations reinforcing their own grief until mm-hmm. someone like you comes along and says, oh, don't you know that there's some answers here? Yes. You find that people are actually ignorant and feeling like they have to carry this weight without any relief. Yes, they do. They think they're going to carry it. To, for the end, to the end of their life. One man I met uh, in a caravan, well, I didn't actually meet him. I was having my dinner, minding my own business, and I could hear a conversation he was having with the next ca- people in the next caravan, and it really broke my heart that they had nothing to give him in response. He was pouring out how his marriage had broken up, his wife had taken the farm, he wanted to have a family photo with her and the children. She would not do that. And here he was licking his wounds on a trip around Australia. And this just broke my heart because these people were wonderful listeners, but they didn't have anything to offer him. So next morning I packed up and I couldn't leave unless I spoke to this man. So he wasn't up, so I went back later and I found him and God just filled my mouth with appropriate words for this dear man. And I was able to put Watto Watson's book, Every Bloke's a Champion, Even You, in his hand. And he was absolutely blown away by this book that was being placed in his hand. It gave him hope. And I said, just gave him a a chat about that. And I said, this isn't the end of your life. This is just the beginning of the next chapter of your life. And as you read this book, I know those answers are going to come. Everyone has an opinion, don't they, about what they think Christians are like. All of those bad things that you hear in the headlines about the church. And they carry these issues of grief and the anger and the shame and all of those things that go along with it. Isn't it significant that when people are exposed to what we call the good news, because the gospel is good news, it's God's forgiveness that the weight of those things that people carry can be lifted off. And this truly is, you've seen this face-to-face in the most remote circumstances, uh, beside a creek out in the outback, uh, where people have noticed that lifting weight off their shoulders because of a ministry of the gospel, the prayer of faith, uh, something that just is birthed in hearts. Mm. And then, of course, you've got those resources to pass on to people afterwards, whether it's a Watto Watson book or other books that you carry on your travels, Liz. Uh, It is just a thrill to hear your stories. I want to point people to how you can follow the adventures of Liz Howland, who likes to take time traveling throughout the outback and uh, oftentimes with a caravan on the back, looking for opportunities where there are divine encounters with people, a pastor to people who are in outback communities, but who also comes alongside people who are doing the lap of Australia in their grey nomad expedition. Let me point you to the website. It's lizhowland.com. Liz, 
L-I-Z-H-O-W-L-A-N-D.com. Liz leads a ray of hope, the Ray of Hope Ministries. Liz, thanks so much for sharing your heart with us today on 2020. Thank you so much, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.